Welcome, everyone, uh, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We begin with confession and forgiveness. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the eternal voice from heaven, the anointed and beloved one, the Spirit moving over the waters. Amen. As we approach the mystery of God, let us come in confession trusting the love of Christ, crucified and risen. Most merciful God, we confess that we are in bondage to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake, God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. Merciful God, the fountain of living water. The gospel for today is from John chapter 4, beginning with the fifth verse. And this is a long one, so sit tight. You are... Ah, that's not it. Hold on. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to him, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the, wall, the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, 
But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming. It is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Just then his disciples came, and they were astonished that he was speaking with a woman. But no one said, what do you want, or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar and went back to the city. She said to the people, come and see a man who told me everything I have ever done. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? They left the city and were on their way to him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Surely no one has brought him something to eat. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. Do you not say four months more, then comes the harvest? But I tell you, look around you and see how the fields are ripe for harvesting. The reaper is already receiving wages and is gathering fruit for eternal life so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him. Because of the woman's testimony, he told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. 
They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves. And we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Word of God. Word of life. Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you. We thank you that uh, in these strange days, we still have the opportunity to be brought together by your word, by your promise, and by your gift of life. We pray that the life that you bring to us today and each day, we would use for your glory and to witness to your love. In Jesus' name, amen. So months ago, um, and I mean that months ago because this is uh, one of our Axis Sundays, and so the themes for Axis um, were set uh, back in August. Um, I had no idea when uh, we, we set uh, this theme in August of sharing new life by the bucketful, that life would be completely turned upside down the week before this message, and that we would be living entirely new kinds of lives today. But here we are. And this isn't exactly the new life we want to be living, is it? <laughs> Distancing. Separation. Fear. All are present for us. And folks, all are present in this story, in this gospel, prescribed for this Sunday. We encounter a woman at a well. It's a gathering place. It's a place where normally uh, when you came to the well, you came with large groups of people. You came there uh, uh, to uh, draw the water that you would need to get the news for the day, to, uh, to know what was happening in the community, uh, to uh, understand how you were connected and how you might support each other throughout that day. Wells have been gathering places for centuries for most of the time that we have been alive as a people, people have been gathering around wells and water coolers and places of refreshment. Yet today in our gospel, we encounter uh, one woman who comes to a well and meets one man named Jesus. She comes there by herself. She comes there, uh, most believe, and it, it says that she came at noon, which most people understand to be an indication of two things. One, she comes in the brightest part of the day, and that's a, that's a reference back to uh, the story that immediately precedes this, Nicodemus, who is a, a man, a, a Jewish leader who comes to Jesus 
by cover of night and isn't quite sure what to make of Jesus even when he leaves. That is paralleled with the woman at the well, the story that comes next in John's Gospel. And now we have a woman, a Samaritan. She could not be more different than Nicodemus, the Jewish male leader, than she is. And she comes at the exact opposite time of the day. Not in the cover of darkness, but in the fullness of the light of noonday. This is when she comes, and we are to see the difference between these two when we look at them. We are to see and understand the new life that was proclaimed to Nicodemus is lived by this woman. But she comes there also, most believe, at noon for this story to be real. Noon is not the time to go to the well. You are supposed to go to the well first thing in the morning when everybody else does. You're supposed to go to the well first thing in the morning with groups of people so that when you get to the well, when you walk and when you draw your water and when you go back, you will be protected by the group. So this is also a story that tells us of a woman who has isolated herself from her community. Most likely out of fear of judgment. Out of hurt and pain. For we discover that as their conversation ensues that she has lost five Husbands. And she's now living with someone who cares for her who is not her husband. This woman has suffered greatly in a way that often in her time would have brought shame and suffering. There is no word of condemnation from Jesus for her or for her story. He simply says, you have told the truth. You have owned your story. You have told me who you are. You are not hiding from Jesus. And that is so important for us to see. Jesus knows her even before she shares, but he invites her to be honest about her life, her heartbreak, her sorrow, her fear, her loneliness. He invites her to tell the truth. And she does. And Jesus doesn't condemn her for it. He commends her. Her for it. Daughter, I tell you, one day it won't matter where you worship. It will matter that you worship in spirit and in truth. All of this comes on the heels of a conversation about water. Water that comes from the well. Water that gives life. That's what Jesus calls for. Give me a drink, He says, to this Samaritan woman. And she recognizes He should have no place next to her. They should be keeping their distance. 
But Jesus draws near. Jesus draws close. Jesus says, I am here for you. He actually goes further than just saying, I, I can ask a drink of you. He says, if you knew who I was, you'd turn the question around and ask me for water. And I would give you living water. Water that moves you. You see, that's the definition of living water in that time. Is uh, We've all been around places where water is stagnant, where it sits, where there is no outlet. What happens to water when it does not move? It spoils. It festers. It grows. It becomes a place of pollution, of disease. It becomes a place of danger. But living water in that time, water that moves, water that has life, is water that gives life. Water that, that is not stuck in one place, but moves from one to another and continues to pour more and fresh and new each day. That is the water that they would search for, that they need, that can quench thirst, that can clean wounds. The water that is so sought after by everyone. Jesus says, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. She says, sir, you don't even have a bucket. <laughs> How are you going to do that? And Jesus says, all who come to me will never thirst but will become a well of water bubbling over, pouring out for new life. Jesus calls this woman who has nothing in mind but isolating herself to a life that isn't about avoiding connection but is about living in new ways. Isn't it amazing that she comes by herself with a bucket and she goes back to a community with a message? Come. Come and see. Come and see one who knows everything about me. He cannot be the Messiah, can he? Come. Come and see. See one who gives living water, who moves me into new life. Dear friends, in these days when it is important for us to be physically apart, it is essential for us to stay spiritually connected to God, to one another, and to a world in need of living water. 
water that moves us to act in new ways. Ways that are unfamiliar, uncomfortable. Ways that push us beyond our fears, but that drive us to compassion, to love, to kindness, to witness. That drive us to point others to a source of strength, of mercy, of grace, and of power. We are called today by this same Jesus who meets us right now when we need, when we need to be filled with new life. And Jesus calls us to live it, not for ourselves alone, but for all of us together. Jesus says it will not matter where you have worshipped or where you have been. It does not matter what you have lost or where your shame begins. It matters now that you have drank from the water of life that is Jesus. And you have a message to share. How you go about that in the days ahead will say everything about who Jesus is. We have this chance to share new life, not by putting others at risk, but by showing others hope, strength, joy, and love in abundance. Let us share new life, and let us do it by the bucketful, for Christ overflows in us for the sake of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Turning our hearts to God who is gracious and merciful, send your church beyond boundaries to proclaim your grace. May its witness be a source of refreshment for thirsty souls. Strengthen our voices that all people can know and believe that Jesus is truly the Savior of the world. Hear us, O God. God of living water, protect from pollution or misuse all rivers, lakes, oceans, and streams. Bless the work of those who dig wells and those who advocate for access to clean water, that all people and animals may have enough to drink. Hear us, O God. God of living water, open the hearts of leaders and authorities that they hear the cries of the suffering and act with compassion toward them. Bring peace to disputed lands and reconciliation to people divided by race, culture, or nationality. Hear us, O God. God of living water, mend the hearts of those who grieve broken relationships, whether by conflict, abuse, 
divorce, or death. Draw near to all who are ill. Especially during this time, we pray for those whose lives have been altered by COVID-19. We pray for those who have come in contact with it, who have contracted it, and those who treat them. We pray for those making decisions about how best to proceed as a society in these times of fear and separation. Make us wise and lead us to places of healing and hope for all. Hear us, O God. God of living water, in this time of social distancing, fear, and separation, hold us together by your Holy Spirit. That though we may be apart from one another, we may know that we are not alone. Lead us to new ways of supporting, encouraging, and holding one another in your love. Hear us, O God. God of living water, renew us in the promises of baptism. Join us together in worship, fellowship, and sharing your good news. Embolden us to serve others and to work for justice and peace. Hear us, O God. God of living water, wash over your servants who are working throughout this time of cancellations, of scarcity, to provide vitally needed care. We pray for nurses, doctors, EMTs, and other emergency care providers. We pray for grocery store workers and gas station attendants. We pray for teachers and students, for travelers, and for all those who work tirelessly to keep needed avenues of communication and life open for all who need them. Hear us, O God. God of living water, we thank you for those who endured suffering and now boast in the glory of God. We remember today Eugene, Chris's uncle, and Joe's dad. We pray your blessing upon their families as they mourn those losses. Pour out your Holy Spirit into our hearts. And give us peace as we live in the hope of our salvation. Hear us, O God. According to your steadfast love, O God, hear these and all our prayers as we commend them to you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Um, this week, take time to reach out to uh, folks that you're not seeing. Um, check in on them. Um, give them a call. Um, phone calls are, are important. Um, uh, emails are, are nice as well. Um, texting is, is great. Uh, however you communicate with them, um, take advantage of this time to uh, check in with folks, uh, to make sure that uh, people are not isolated. If you're going to the grocery store and you've got an elderly neighbor or a, or a uh, a friend or somebody who is uh, um, 
who you haven't heard from. Uh, you're on your way already. Ask them if you can pick up something for them. Um, we can do uh, so much for one another even without being right next to each other. And uh, this is the time for us um, to be thinking about those kinds of ways of new life. Um, really, uh, however we can go about that, uh, this is what we want to be doing. And if you hear of uh, situations of people um, within our congregation or within your neighborhoods uh, that, that uh, we as a church may be of help to, um, please don't hesitate for a moment to, to let me know. Um, my, um, the blessing. Um, we are just doing this verbally. Um, so... Um, don't uh, worry about touching anybody with our, our act of blessing here, but uh, uh, here we are. Turn, all right, so the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord shine on you with grace and with mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. You turn to your neighbor, you say stay with Jesus, and they'll say Jesus gives new life. All right. Ready? Go in peace. Share new life. Thanks be to God. Thank you.